Welcome to the Arthroscopy Association's Arthroscopy Journal podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Andrew Sheehan from the San Antonio Military Medical Center. Today, I'm excited to be talking with Dr. Jim Bradley from the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Bradley has been the head team physician for the Pittsburgh Steelers since 1992 and is currently the longest tenured orthopedic team physician in the NFL. So he's been doing this for a while, incidentally, since I was in the fifth grade. Dr. Bradley was co-author of the paper, A History of ACL Reconstruction at the National Football League Combine Results in Inferior Early National Football League Career Participation, which was published in the, Arthro- the, excuse me, the August edition of the Arthroscopy Journal. Welcome, Dr. Bradley, and thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot. Let's get started. We're going to discuss your findings in the context of what has previously been published on this topic, but can you talk a little bit more about what exactly you and your co-authors set out to accomplish with this study? What did you guys think was lacking in the literature regarding the impact of ACL injury on NFL player performance? So first of all, I'd like to thank all my co-authors, especially Matt Preventure, for helping us. We got this all together. Um, there was this tacit suspicion among some of the NFL team docs that there was um, that some problem with even a stable ACL reconstruction, no matter what type of graft source there was, carried much more potential risk than previously thought in the NFL. And can you summarize for the listeners the key findings of this study? Yeah, so we took uh, ACL players coming into the con- uh, combine that had ACLs, and we took players that controlled them, or we matched them to a control group. So what we found out is the ACL players that had a stable graft, and we didn't delineate what kind of graft it was, but a stable graft, that they were worse in their draft number, their draft round, they had fewer games played and started, they had a lower snap percentage. Now that's something new, a snap percentage, that is of the total amount of plays you could have played, it, against the number of plays you did play. So if there was, let's say you could play 300 plays and you only played 150, that's a snap percentage of 50%. Well, the ACL guys, their first season snap percentage was 23%, and their second season snap percentage was 24%. The next thing we found out was that the defensive backs, the defensive linebackers were the most effective positions, and that if you had an ACL plus a meniscectomy or a chondral pathology, That was even worse for games played, games started, and snap percentage. And as you mentioned, this study looked at the first two seasons after the combine. From the standpoint of an NFL team position, um, can you explain to us why focusing on the first two seasons of a player's career is so important? Well, you got to realize rookie contract is directly related to draft position. And his chances of being rewarded with a second one uh, with a much larger contract is directly proportional to his early performance. So typically they are four years in length and a first rounder gets an option year of five. But quite frankly, you know, if you're looking at their metrics and they're not doing well, they're not going to get a second contract. They'll be a one contract guy or we won't pick up the option for their, for the first rounders. So that's why it's really important. So significant implications on how you guys are evaluating these guys. Correct. Based upon the observation that, on average, players with a history of ACL reconstruction are selected in later rounds of the draft, it certainly appears like these findings have already been a part of the process of evaluating players. 
Were there any findings of this study that surprised you and your fellow NFL team positions, or do they just confirm what you guys already suspected? No, they confirm what we suspected, especially snap percentage um, in the ACL group. We felt that they just they could have played the same amount of games. That didn't matter. It was the number like game. If I played two plays, that's not the same as we play in you know the, the most of the game. So we felt that guys with ACLs had more trouble with getting their snap percentages versus the control versus other players. And that's what we kind of found out from this study. I see. I think the paper Dr. Uh, Drs. Brophy and Warren published in 2009, looking at the effect of concomitant meniscus and ACL injuries among uh, NFL players is interesting and particularly relevant to this conversation. Both your study and Dr. Brophy, Drs. Brophy and Warren's study observed that the observed the particularly deleterious effect of meniscal tears requiring meniscectomy on players' careers, but their paper reported that players that underwent an isolated ACL reconstruction fared better in terms of the length of career and or games played when compared to players that underwent a combined meniscectomy and ACL reconstruction. According to your study, once a player has an ACL reconstruction, the die are essentially cast. What do you think may account for these differing observations? Well, I'm, I'm very familiar with that paper. It's a very good one. The, the problem is they only have 40 ACL uh, patients in the in the in the um, paper, and we had 110. And then games played don't mean, it doesn't mean that much. G games played, it's games started is a little more important, but the snap percentage is, is the most important thing, um, at least for us. Their paper was about career length. We really didn't study that. Um, but both of our papers said this: the worst of all was if you had an ACL and meniscectomy together, that was the worst across the board. I see. And, and you mentioned this, you hinted at this earlier, I should say, but it seems like the performance of defensive players, linemen, linebackers, and defensive backs, um, is particularly affected by ACL reconstruction. Do you have any thoughts on why this might be the case? We've thought about this a lot, and we haven't done a study on but we're, we're working on But what we think is this. When you're a defensive player, you're, you're doing reactionary movements. You know, you're backpedaling, you're breaking out of breaks, and you're reacting to somebody else. Whereas the offensive players, they know where they're going, so it's easier. So that's what we think. It's, um, it's a reactionary motion versus a planned motion. So planned motions, we don't think are hard on the ACL. Um, we, haven't, you know, we haven't put it to the test yet, but that's our feeling. I see. So more broadly – what about us guys not taking care of NFL players? How do you think that the findings of this study might affect the way that we're counseling our adolescent, high school, and potentially college athletes? Well, I think it's a trickle-down effect, like usually. I mean, you, this is what I would say. You need to counsel them that ACL surgery is significant because they're used to seeing ESPN showing everybody coming back. Uh, but the question really is, is their performance the same? So basically, you have to manage um, their expectations and, and use that to motivate them to, uh, you know, rigorously do their rehab, which will definitely help them, you know, if in the long run. But my suspicion is that all levels will be affected if you look at performance metrics very closely. And I, again, I think it's interesting that you, that you guys specified and looked at snap percentage versus games played. I think that underscores the importance of of really zeroing in on the correct outcome measure um, to be looking at when you're looking at a particular patient population. So 
Um, well, as always, Dr. Bradley, we really appreciate you time talk, uh, taking the time to talk to us this evening. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, that's going to do it for this conversation with Dr. Bradley. His article entitled A History of Anterior Cruciate Ligament Reconstruction at the National Football League Combine Results in Inferior Early National Football League Career Participation was published in the August edition of the Arthroscopy Journal and can be accessed online at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. Thank you all for joining us and have a good evening.